0: It's Curtain Time for another Waxing Lyrically. This is your announcer, Kurt Schneider, inviting you to find your seat, silence your cell phone, and join us on this journey into the actor's mind. From the Waxing Lyrically studios located inside the beautiful Brownwood Lyric Theater, please welcome your host for today, Paul Underwood.
1: Welcome the managing director now of the Brownwood Lyric Theater. And when we started this podcast, you know, the plan was to have you come on, on every episode at the very end and give us the updates. Well, and we realized what a, what a, (laughs) well, it's just so much. Yeah.
0: It just, that's just so much and it's not needed. And and the podcast has been going great, Paul. So I love seeing that grow and the numbers are just really,
1: really special. So We're pretty proud of it. And we're hoping to get more. And obviously that was our little ploy to do the exclusive announcement, you know, for Greece on the podcast to get maybe some of that younger audience to subscribe. You know, I, there is
0: a theater crowd in Brownwood. It's, it's, Kind of a little bit below the surface of the normal crowd, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's an interest out there, and people are it, it continues to grow, and people being involved in what theater is and how that
1: can be in their life and how it looks with their friends. It's pretty special, so I'm glad to see it. And talking about growing that theater audience, we're here today to talk about Some of these children programs that we weren't able to do last summer that we're able to finally do at the Lyric this summer, super popular. I guess two of them in particular. Besides Greece, you know, Greece is for the uh, the high school kids and a few adults there. Let's talk about the children productions.
0: We've always been fortunate that our kids productions during the summer months have always been very popular. Uh, We've been doing this children's workshop now for, I don't know, 10, 12 years, something like that. We've got quite a few under our belt. Uh, The popularity of them is pretty significant. Matter of fact, I think we've, we more than filled up our older age group pretty quickly. and Yeah,
1: Now the older kids are doing Beauty and the Beast.
0: Beauty and the Beast Jr. It's the Disney Jr. version, so it's a little shorter. Okay. It's still going to have all the characters. It's going to have all the songs you love to hear. It's just not going to be three hours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I love that. Well, I mean,
0: there's there's some real <laughs> positives to that if, if you think about it. And the the quality of the kids... Uh, they really, you know, they have kids who are their first year out there. We don't have any restrictions on who comes in first. We do have a restriction on how many kids get in.
1: Because Sadly, that's true. That's and right. that one is sold out. It is right now. With a waiting list. We have a waiting list for that group. That okay. is correct. Let's give, let, and we'll get to the next one here later, but let's just talk about Beauty and the Beast, and maybe there's some overlap here, but let's give maybe those that are signed up, and and maybe somebody that, man, they didn't get in this year, but maybe they're going to go for it and try it next year with that age group. Give us an idea of the time commitment and kind of what all is involved and what the moms and dads and the kids can expect.
0: Our kids program for this, let's say the older group, we'll talk about them first. They're going to meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays Tuesdays. every week. Okay. They get here by nine o'clock in the morning and they are raring to go by nine. They are, have much more energy at that point <laughs> in the morning than I certainly do. And then they go until noon, 100 miles an hour the entire time. There's choreography time for them as they're learning choreography every time they're here. Then there's music time where they're learning and singing and getting all of that under their belt. And then there's the acting and stage time. At the very... First week, and usually the first couple of weeks, um, the director will spend some time helping them learn how to audition, okay. what's going to take place, and how how you're going to select, you know, which person you want to audition for, and then understanding, you know, how that goes when you don't always get the one you want. Yes. <laughs> you know, when you're, when you start auditioning and you have this, I want to be that particular character. Like I want to be the chest of drawers or whatever they are. Right. At, yeah. in Beauty and the Beast. Uh, but sometimes the, the director goes, I think you're going to be better suited to this character. Right. And you're going to help fill out the entire cast in a better way. And so that's where you begin working on the ensemble and how important that is. And so we we help the students kind of get a grasp of what that looks like, and because there can be disappointment, but one of the beauties about theater is the camaraderie that grows pretty significantly. Yeah. Uh, when you're with this group of people on a regular basis, and you're doing that kind of stuff in front of each other. Yeah. So they have exercises that they do. You know, they have theater exercises, whether it be vocal exercises, stretching, uh, all of those particular components. We address
1: those during the. Th- theater workshop. So it's not just designed to hey we're going to put on a show, it's designed to kind of teach that child what it would be like to, you know, be a theater major or whatever. It just gives them a an opening to the whole deal, not like hey come here and be in the show. It's like hey, you come and learn how to audition, you learn about you know, the, uh, every aspect about the stage. That's correct. So that's why we bring in professional choreographers,
0: professional music directors, professional directors, and mm. in, in those particular areas, because they're going to get to experience that. Then we also have four interns. These are university student interns who are majoring in theater, and they're going to come in, and they're going to, uh, usually within their, their over, overview of, like, you know, some, Some theater majors are in technical components. Uh, Some theater majors are going to be singers. Now, are
1: those already filled?
0: We do. We've already filled our four spots uh, for that. We interviewed 12 interns this year for four spots. We've had them from Angelo State, from University of North Texas. We've got them from Texas A&M Commerce this yeah, year. Yeah. We have them from all over the place. And most of the time, they have some type of relationship to Brown. Uh, this year, one of the interns has been through our children's workshop, James Williams. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's it's kind of cool to see a full circle event go on there with these students. And I've always kind of been very proud of the fact that we've got men and women now who've gone through our theater program. Now they're at Disney World acting professionally or they're at a school teaching theater and drama or music. Professionally, yeah. and they're producing their own UIL one act plays or going to state competition with their own choirs. And so,
1: that is a little, little level of pride there. that we can It take. is
0: for me. I, now, yes. you
1: know, I, I would imagine most of the moms and dads and kids that have signed up for it. Now, for Beauty and the Beast, there's 40 something, <laughs> there's a bunch. There's a bunch. Yes, yes there is. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's a big cast. So, we're fortunate that you have a lot of furniture <laughs> that they've got to be. So that's now, are the kids going to be involved in lighting or tech or sound or if they want to be or not? Is it So we have some kids
0: that just don't want to be on stage. That happens. Mm-hmm. We don't always know who they are ahead of time. Okay. Uh, but there are some. And then when they do that, then they begin learning the components like that. Now, all of the kids are going to get an overview of that at some level. Right. Especially things like costuming and uh, set design. And we, we want them to have a good texture of all those things. At the same time, you're, you're also trying to learn a musical, you know, in 12 rehearsals. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy Harvey, who kind of oversees the older students, uh, she has done this for us for multiple years, and she is a gem at it. Yeah. She knows how to connect with these kids and how to help them navigate the ups and downs of interacting with other people. And they're not all from one school. Yeah. So these aren't kids that you're going to school. Sometimes these we've had kids who become best friends mm. who are from Bangs, and their next best friend is from Brownwood, and their next best friend is from Early. So we've got them, or, or Blanket, or Gulfway. We've got kids who drive here from Gulfway. We've got kids who drive here from Coleman every day to do this. We've got one that comes from Stephenville this year. Wow. And so that's part of what I consider the beauty of, that these kids get to come and be a part of something special with kids that they would not have known or interacted with otherwise. And some of these schools, they just don't have this type of program. Yeah. We're fortunate in Brownwood, we've got a full program. Bangs is fortunate they've got a pretty full program, so to speak. Early is getting back to that, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's not the normal to have full programs like that. You know, yeah. that's just not normal in this area.
1: So two days a week for them, rehearsals. I, I guess maybe maybe are there going to be any extra ones when it gets close to the show dates? So
0: the week of the show, they'll meet every day. Okay. They'll come every day, and then that's where the Jungle Book, in this case, which is also rehearsing, mm-hmm. they'll meet separately. So I have to navigate...
1: There's a lot of navigation uh, about of that 75.
0: <laughs> 75. You know, we've got, at one time, we will have four shows rehearsing at the same time on the stage uh, here at the Lyric.
1: Four shows. So do you have it all in your mind how that's all going to work, Eric Evans? I,
0: I have it in my mind to a certain extent. And now I need to, we will be meeting all the teams, all the different show teams will yeah. be coming together. And we will meet in about mid-May. And then we'll have a uh, a come to Jesus moment on how we're going to get through this particular summer, because it is going to take some uh, some healthy uh, dancing to get through this it's going to be like a chicago you know the little dance scene oh yeah i picture myself as uh, richard gear trying to dance <laughs> through that moment <laughs> and try to keep everybody in tune oh, to what's my. going because you got sets each, each one of them have their own sets and yeah. uh, each one of them have their own set of choreography moves and and dance learnings everybody wants to yeah it's going to be a fun year and at the same time it's going to be a I think a really great year. People are going to enjoy performance
1: it. dates for Beauty and the Beast until we move on to the there next. The, one.
0: It's the last weekend of July, which also happens to go all the way to August first. So you've got July thirtieth, thirty-first, and then August first, which is that Sunday. They'll okay. do four, four performances: mm-hmm. Friday to Saturday night at seven thirty, and then they'll have a two thirty matinee on Saturday and a 2.30 matinee on Sunday.
1: Okay, so that's Beauty and the Beast, and that is for children entering the 7th grade through recent high school graduates for that's that right. show. Okay, And we're sold out. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, ooh, I've got a kid that would love to... Sorry, just be ready to pounce on it next summer, right? For that that's, age group. That's correct. I even have... I, I'm probably at about 10 Yeah, right now of, of that waiting list,
0: and I just don't see it happening. So
1: Now, for the Jungle Book for the younger kids, and this is for kids entering the third grade all the way through kids entering the sixth grade. That's correct. There's a summer program for them, too, and they're doing Jungle Book. Now, is that also the Disney-related Jungle Book?
0: That is. It's called the Jungle Book Kids. Okay. Uh, now, I, I have done this. I did this at our church several years ago. And it's a great play. It has all that, you know, Baloo Bear. Yeah. You know, I love.
1: I mean, to me, I love the Jungle Book. The Bear necessities. Keep going, Eric. It's, I like it. It's
0: one of those. It's one of those shows and movies that my kids watched all yeah, the time, and yeah. so all the Disney shows are really primo. Written. They come all kind of little prepackaged, which Mm -hmm. helps our directors. We have a new director to the lyric this year for our younger kids. We also, because we missed last year, now you got to think about this. So um, the kids entering third grade this year, last year would have been kids entering second grade. Right. And so the last time they would have been able to see a show for us would have been kids entering first grade. Wow. So you think about that. So this one tends to fill up a little slower especially when you've skipped a for lack of a better word a generation of
1: <laughs> childhood years almost So at the time of this recording we've got a maybe six to eight spots That's but depending correct. on you know whenever this airs we may be full on that one too we'll have to see I think we will probably be full by the time we air this yeah. and it'll be on the waiting list
0: yeah um, We're fortunate we write grants so we don't charge much these are only two
1: hundred dollars. For a kid, for an entire summer yeah. of stuff. And Same, well, now what are the, the days and the hours for the, for the younger kids? So the Jungle younger Blue? kids meet on Monday and Wednesday mm-hmm. from 9 until noon.
0: Uh, and there's a checkout format for them. They're a little younger, so we kind of watch over them a little differently. Right. Um, and, you know, parents are expected to sign off on medical forms and things like that. And,
1: and maybe not. Teaching them quite as much uh, technical audition skills and things for that age group. It's That's
0: why we, we try to make it very age appropriate. Yeah. Uh, the learning portion of this. But at the same time, you're gonna you still need to learn disappointment. <laughs> you know, how do you handle disappointment from not being able to get that? And frankly, it's a different walk. You know, when you do this particular grade, because they're going to learn to sing differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to learn to project differently. And you teach a a student whose voice hasn't changed yet how to project and how to, to vocalize differently. Theater singing is different than choral singing, like in a choir. It's mm-hmm. just different. It's a little bit easier show, right? Um, but at the same time, around here, you're just not seeing any kids' productions. They don't. There's nothing that they do at any school or area for this age student that comes anything close to what you're going to see at the Lyric. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's
1: it's pretty special. It's amazing, and you know, with the arts being cut like it is, you know, in so many, you know, kids in elementary. You know, so
0: well it's hard to even hire them. That that particular age mm-hmm. it, teacher, that person who would who be teaching would that, that know how age. to do it. They don't. They don't they're hard to find. It's hard to find a music teacher right now. Yeah, You should get your daughter to come back here. <laughs> she could do this like nobody's business. She'd be great at yeah. it.
1: Now, now you touched on the uh, the new director. I don't think you said who it was. Though. I didn't. It's Reagan Fraze. Okay.
0: Uh, Reagan Fraze graduated from Wesleyan University in mm-hmm. Fort Worth mm-hmm. last year in musical theater. Okay. Yeah. She's been in a ton of shows. She was an intern with us two years ago. And has been teaching in the uh, Brownwood School District this past year.
1: Of course, you and I know she's the daughter of our pastor, First United Methodist Church there, Jay. Renee Frese.
0: and Jay Frays. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Renee's
1: his wife. So. so what would you say to some parents that are listening to this podcast? Two things. One, if they've missed out, when do they need to act for next year about the what time do signups generally open on this
0: so we try to open these signups in march okay um it, it'll vary a little bit in march because it, we're usually doing a show at the end of february and, and they need to look where on our website com. okay there's a section up there that talks about kids okay All right. and then you can just click on that and then it's going to have the sign up form right there And it'll go active sometime in March. And then there's a link from that sign-up form to our page portal to pay for things. Okay. And so they can take care of it all at once. We do offer some scholarships. We get some grants that help uh, people who might struggle a little bit or might be in that place in their life where they just need some help. Right. So we have some partial scholarships to help with that. Uh, they are limited. We use them every year, and That's we great. try to help those kids who can
1: do that. And the other thing for parents, I guess, would be for those that do have kids going into the program, what should the parents do to prepare that child ahead of time? Anything that you can suggest? Sometimes the kids are a little reticent.
0: They're uh-huh. kind of nervous about... Getting here once they get here, and after 30 minutes, I haven't seen any kid not let me jump high and be a part of whatever the sky is going on there. Yeah, uh, but prior to that point, you know, they just hey, listen, you're going to enjoy this, you might give it a few minutes, mm-hmm. that type of thing. And I believe when you get to the third grade, that's that's something that's kind of understandable. The directors and everybody, all the anxiousness that people have, mm-hmm. that's that's something that. As a parent, I would encourage parents to let their kids walk through and help them walk through that. Yeah, I say this to you, Paul, because you audition every once in a while for a show here, and even at fifty-five or six, close, Here yeah. you go. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have butterflies in your stomach because yeah. there is this fear of rejection. There's this fear <laughs> of putting yourself out there. Right, you know, it's like, am I the naked man on the stage that everybody <laughs> is critiquing? You know, to a certain extent, all that is is so healthy for a kid and for adults to navigate well yes and when you have those opportunities like that don't try to shelter kids try to help them walk the walk through that point yeah and that's my encouragement every year because there will be parents who will be in the office going how can i help my kids they're just so pinned up yeah i said well you know just relax um try not to Feed them food. Don't let them soothe themselves with food. That's how I would do it. I would have a donut. But, uh, but you know what I mean? You, yeah. You, you just got to, you get to walk your kids through that. And they're going to be better. They're going to be better in the long haul because you've helped him do some intellectual and emotional moments that I think are going to be real positive for him.
1: Now, I'm thinking back. You know, as a kid, this would be the last thing that I would be into for the summer. Because I tell you, I've changed a lot and I've grown. (laughs) Now, 56-year-old Paul would love to go back and be a kid and to have that experience. Now, I just remember summer, that wasn't my scene. I was playing baseball or whatever all summer. And I hated baseball. Yeah, well. Oh, my (laughs) God. If they made me sell one more pack of Pepsi, I was going to lose it. Yeah. Absolutely. But guys versus girls, how is that working as far as sign up? Boys versus girls? Do you have a lot of uh, boys in the program? You might find this surprising. It's almost always fifty fifty. Wow.
0: It, oddly enough, it is. And you know, we—I wanted to when I when we first proposed doing Greece or doing a high school show. I wanted to do a high school show, just high school only, mm-hmm. because we were having so many kids this age, from that seventh to a uh, 12th grader who wanted to do this and, and they were getting such numbers. I kept thinking, well, maybe we could do another one. I did not know. There's just not time. So this is the first year we're attempting that We're this. attempting this, yes. Yeah. And so it's we just have so much interest out there, and we just don't have enough facilities. Now, do other community – I don't think – do other community theaters – do this well, there are a lot of community theaters who do children's programming, uh-huh. they rarely will do full blown children's programs, yeah. Okay, it shows. shows and yeah. what that is, it just takes a lot of patience. I mean, you know, Nancy Doe well enough to know that uh, when she's doing uh, Mama Mia, she's mm-hmm. going to be focused on Mama Mia, and yeah. everything is going to be about Mama Mia. She's also the artistic director, so she has to oversee these other productions to some level with me. It's hard to share space. Yeah. It's a good thing and Me is a simple set. It is a simple, <laughs> kind of a one-setter, the same thing. Now, like with uh, Grease, I got to get a car on this stage. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we're going to do that. I, no, Shannon is confident. She goes, well, get it on here. I'm like, okay, go for it, girl. Yeah. Uh, Shannon's,
1: she's pretty much that way anyway. Well, you know, we did for Christmas Story, you know, we put it over in one of the side stages. Yes. We had the car over there. I think so. she
0: wants a full-blown car.
1: Okay. All right. <laughs> but
0: I was going to say big ass car, but I mean, it's like, cause it has to be like some 55, whatever, uh-huh. right?
1: Yeah. And, and then they'll attach it to cables and it will fly and across it the
0: same flying <laughs> anywhere. What,
1: I mean, so that's
0: all that, all that you get to, to kind of do for that kind of, so, but we will probably have this summer between Mamma Mia, Greece, Beauty and the Beast, and the Jungle Book, we will have... Somewhere around 100 to 130 people in a show. Yeah. Getting ready to do something
1: on the stage. Amazing. That's a lot. All right, I'll be praying for you, Eric, to get all this accomplished. Well, I'm the, praying the, for the, you. The logistics.
0: Paul, that, I hope that you get to be in one of these little productions and see all the uh, all the nuances.
1: That the, you know, we shall see. We'll see. I, I'm usually more of a winter time actor on stage, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe they'll be a part for me in Mamma Mia. Maybe so. Well, listen, Eric, I know that those people that are interested in the children's program are going to want this good information, and uh, thank you for coming on and discussing it. Thank you, Paul, for getting it out there for us.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Waxing Lyrically. If you enjoyed today's show, please take time to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And above all, please share it with a friend. This is your friendly announcer, Kurt Schneider, thanking you for your investment in live theater. Goodbye for now.